Venmo, Cash App, and other payment apps to report payments of $600 or more. The American Rescue Plan Act of 2021 is the most recent round of COVID-19 relief legislation. It passed Congress on March 10, 2021 and is headed to the President's desk where it is expected to be signed quickly. If you receive $600 or more payments in total for goods and services through a third-party payment network, such as Venmo, Cash App, or Zelle, these payments will now be reported to the IRS. The new rule results from the American Rescue Plan signed into law in March 2021 and will mainly impact business owners using third-party payment network providers. The IRS is cracking down on payments received through apps, such as Cash App, Zelle, or PayPal to ensure those using the third-party payment networks are paying their fair share of taxes. Previously, the IRS only required third-party payment networks to report payments that met both of the following reporting requirements, gross payments that exceed $20,000, and more than 200 transactions within the current year. Beginning January 1, 2022, third-party payment networks will be required to send users Form 1099-K for transactions made by mail or electronically. This means you don't have to worry just yet, the new tax reporting requirement will impact your 2022 tax return filed in 2023. Here's how the new tax reporting will work. Your new 10-99K tax reporting requirements starting January 1, 2022, you will receive Form 10-99K from third-party network providers for income received through electronic forms of payments by January 31st of the following year. In the near future, companies like PayPal, Zelle, or Cash App may request additional information from you to properly report your transactions on your Form 10-99K. You may be asked to provide your employer identification number, IN, individual tax identification number, ITIN, or Social Security Number, SSN, if this information is not on file. Your Form 10-99K will include payments from credit cards and online payments. You are required to report any income listed on your Form 10-99K from your taxable transactions on your income tax return. Will Venmo, Cash App and Zelle users have to pay a new tax? For Venmo, Cash App, and other users, this may sound like a new tax but it's merely a tax reporting change to the existing tax law. Form 1099-K is a tax form sent to users that may include both taxable and non-taxable income sources. A taxable source of income is included in your income, such as wages, rents, tips, and retirement income. Whereas a non-taxable source is excluded from your income and you will not need to report on your tax return. Some examples of non-taxable income are, money received from a friend as a reimbursement money received from a roommate to pay their share of the rent money received from a loved one as a gift also, if you receive money from selling a personal item at a loss, you are not required to report the amount on your tax return. For example, if you purchased a dress for $100 and sold it for $50, the amount is not taxable. But while the new law does not create a new tax, you must keep good records of any taxable income received. How to keep good records for tax reporting since your Form 10-99K may include both taxable and non-taxable income, keeping good records is essential. You want to select a record-keeping system that clearly reflects your income. 
you should maintain records such as bank statements, receipts, invoices, and other financial documents to reflect taxable income. You can consider saving your records either in electronic form or manually. If you are a business owner, it is a good idea to set up a third-party network platform, such as Cash App, Zelle, or Venmo, separately for both your business and personal transactions. This way, you can easily track business transactions. Also, keeping good records can be beneficial to prove both taxable and non-taxable income sources if the IRS audits your tax return. Top 10 Takeaways Support for students in higher education The bill sets aside roughly $40 billion to support institutions and students in higher education, including additional emergency aid grants for students. The legislation also closes the 90-10 to 10 loophole by counting Department of Veterans Affairs and Department of Defense Education Assistance as federal funds for the purposes of the 90-10 to 10 rule, which provides a quality assurance check on proprietary institutions of higher learning. This eliminates the associated incentive for bad actor proprietary schools to target student veterans and members of the military for their education benefits. Additional direct stimulus payments independent students, those not claimed as a dependent by someone else, who make up to $75,000 per year will receive direct stimulus payments of $1,400. Married couples making up to $150,000 per year would receive $2,800. Payments in lesser amounts will be dispersed to individuals and couples up to cut-off caps of $80,000 and $160,000 respectively. Eligible recipients will also receive $1,400 for each dependent. Basic needs assistance approximately $20 billion is provided to defray rental costs for low-income households. Another $5 billion is set aside to address homelessness during the pandemic by providing vouchers to those who are currently homeless, at risk of homelessness, victims of domestic and sexual violence, and qualifying veterans specifically, among others. Current foreclosure protections were extended until June 30th via an earlier executive order, and nearly $10 billion is set aside in this bill to help prevent foreclosures, mortgage delinquency, and utility loss. The bill also includes $100 million for rural housing grants to those experiencing hardship. The bill increases funding for the Low Income Energy Assistance Program, LIHEAP, by $4.50 to provide additional aid to low-income households struggling with heating and cooling costs. $880 million is set aside for Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, WIC, Program Implementation and Modernization and extends 15% increase to SNAP until September 2021. Support for healthcare services The bill provides $7.6 billion for community health centers and community care to carry out vaccine-related activities. An additional $47.8 billion is dedicated to funding COVID-19 mitigation efforts like testing, diagnosing, and tracing infections. Additional funding is provided to support healthcare in several other areas such as the National Health Service Corps and Nurse Corps, Rural Health Care Assistance, and tribal health care programs, among others. Boosts for mental health supports over $3.5 billion appropriated for behavioral and mental health services and support. Child care assistance roughly $39 billion is set aside to support child care providers, agencies, and administration across the country.
This includes nearly 15 billion in additional funding for the Child Care and Development Block Grant, CCDBG, which will be used to provide child care for essential workers during the pandemic with no income level requirements. Relatedly, the bill also increases the 2021 Child Tax Credit, CTC, to $3,000 for families with children under the age of 17 and $3,600 for those with children under 6. Previous base level income limitations have been removed, but income caps remain, the credit has been made entirely refundable, and associated refunds can be paid out monthly, throughout the year. Help to access reliable internet nearly $7 billion for technology investment for schools, including the ability to purchase the hardware, software, and connectivity products for students necessary to meet educational needs. In addition, a homeowner assistance fund is established to provide technology-specific financial assistance to homeowners who have experienced hardship due to COVID-19. Eligible homeowners may use this assistance to pay for internet service access and broadband internet services, among other things. These are in addition to the Emergency Broadband Benefit Program established last December and approved late February by the FCC which provides a monthly stipend to low-income households to purchase internet connectivity and hardware. Extended Unemployment Assistance The bill extends many existing unemployment assistance provisions from the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security, CARES, Act and the Families First Coronavirus Response Act including Federal Pandemic Unemployment Compensation, FPUC, at $300 per week, Pandemic Unemployment Assistance, PUA, and Pandemic Emergency Unemployment Compensation, PEUC. It also extends Mixed Earner Unemployment Compensation, MEUC, which was established separately through the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021. The American Rescue Plan Act extends these unemployment assistance programs through September 6, 2021. A brief explanation of each is provided below. FPUC currently provides individuals with $300 in federal unemployment assistance in addition to what they are eligible to receive through state unemployment insurance. PUA is available to those who are unable to qualify for normal unemployment insurance. PEUC allows states to extend the number of weeks individuals can receive regular unemployment insurance. MEUC provides unemployment assistance for independent contractors, freelancers, gig workers, and the self-employed.